0: Welcome to Strange Tales on Defenders TV Podcast, our spoiler-filled discussion of Doctor Strange, issue number one, Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy, part one. Welcome back fellow Defenders, this is Defenders TV Podcast episode 171 where we are introducing and welcoming you to Strange Tales on Defenders TV Podcast where we are looking at a spoiler filled discussion of Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy part 1 by Mark Wade and
1: Jesus Sayers. And I am one of your hosts John. And I'm your other host, Derek, for this episode of Strange Tales on Defenders TV Podcast. Yeah, that's a bit of a mouthful as a title for our episode with uh, with Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy Part 1.
0: It is a long, long title. But I with, really wish they could snip it down a bit, to be honest. I, I know,
1: but with 391 issues so far of, uh, of Doctor Strange going back all the way to his 70s appearances, um, probably have to differentiate them somehow so you can bind them all together in a comic book for people to buy when they uh, when all six or eight issues of these books come out
0: well that's it because we have issue one if there's part one there is subsection three (laughs) i mean yeah it's it's a little bit of a mouthful but we are really really keen to get into this issue of dr strange in space Um, Because this is our first official episode of Strange Tales on Defenders TV podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, and where we will be covering comic books. This comes from our uh, history of doing Damnation, uh, which was another Doctor Strange run, and its tie-in issues uh, earlier on in the year. And it was the first time we had really done comic book reviews on Defenders TV Podcast, even though we have podcasting about the Marvel Netflix shows all based on Marvel comic characters. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, for Strange Tales, we will be focusing on Doctor Strange, and in particular, Mark Wade's run here, which was released and published back on the 5th of June of this year. Uh, but, of course, we'll also be looking at... Uh, characters that come from the Defenders, including Doctor Strange. He used to be a defender of Earth. And, of course, there will be some other additional characters that we'll look at as well, because my co-host here, Derek, is a massive fan of Nick Fury mm-hmm. and his incarnation as a Howling Commando as well. Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll talk about the Helen Commandos, but definitely the reason we're going to be covering Nick Fury at some point over this time is that Doctor Strange and Nick Fury did share Strange Tales, their big comic book back in the 60s and 70s, with yes. some fantastic stories from both of those characters, where I got to know Doctor Strange, and I think it's where you got to know a bit of Nick Fury Absolutely. as well, Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: And our final uh, Marvel character that we will dip our toes into, so to speak, uh, will be based around the absolute love and fandom that our other co-host, Chris, who um, also podcasts with us on Defenders TV Podcast has, and that is Spider-Man. And Mm -hmm. again, because we have that lovely link that he, along with Doctor Strange, was created by Steve Ditko. So there is some connection uh, between Doctor Strange and the other characters or groupings that we will cover on Strange Tales.
1: It's not all random here, folks. No, we've really thought about this, (laughs) obviously.
0: So, you can subscribe to Defenders TV Podcast and Strange Tales over on your podcast catcher of choice. Please just head on over to defenderstvpodcast.com and go to our subscribe section where you can choose Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or any other good or evil podcast catcher of your choice. Subscribe, rate us, leave a review all about Strange Tales on Defenders TV Podcast. So what we intend to do is to release the first three issues over the next month in our lead-up, obviously, to Iron Fist as much as we can. And then what we will do is continue with Mark Wade's run from the September issue once a month. And in between our Marvel Netflix shows, then we will look to do and release two episodes of strange tales uh, between
1: marvel netflix shows Mm -hmm. exactly exactly so really looking forward to discussing some more dr strange really enjoyed doing damnation and after that we know we really wanted to follow up the storyline that we had in there but let's get into it john yeah
0: absolutely derek what are some of the details for this issue
1: Well, this is the first issue in a new series. Mark Wade just took over from previous writer Danny Cates, uh, who wrote the Damnation series and was a great addition to the wonderful writers that have been on uh, Doctor Strange so far. So hopefully Mark is going to make his big impact on this book. He has worked on Doctor Strange before. He did an excellent run called The Doctor Is Out, John. I think you're, you're aware of that one. Yes, I certainly am,
0: and we will briefly talk about that um, as we get into the podcast as well.
1: Excellent, excellent. And the artwork in this book, including the cover art, is done by Jesus Says as John mentioned earlier on. Um, Jesus is bringing a really good touch to this book. Uh, One of the exciting things always about Doctor Strange is that because he's got magic powers and because he travels to different realms, artists get to do a lot of different stuff on Doctor Strange books rather than just drawing standard buildings and fights in the street. We get a lot of magic and stuff going on, so uh, really excited to see what Jesus brings to this book as well. John, do you want to give us the synopsis for this issue of Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy? Sure. The Eye of
0: Agamotto is closed. Dr. Stephen Strain has lost his connection to the Earth's arcane power, and he can't wait to recover while nightmares press against the seams of our reality. Tony Stark offers a 21st century solution. When astral travel fails, try astronautical travel. Enter Dr. Strange, Space Explorer Supreme. New spells, allies, and enemies. New and old await strange beyond the stars, along with corners and secrets of the universe. Space is endless, but time is short. After years of threats, Stephen's bill for magic use is coming due. Who will come to collect?
1: Excellent, yes. Good synopsis there over on Comixology for this issue. Really cool to see it uh, laid out that way. But we will be getting in-depth with all the points That we want to discuss about this episode. Uh, Usually what we do on our podcasts about all of our shows that we cover and about the comic books that we cover is we pick out a couple of points that we want to talk about that kind of cover the whole issue uh, in part with the comic books, because we're coming into a brand new series with Mark Wade. uh, We're going to be doing incantations for Doctor Strange. We certainly are. Incantations one to five or one to four. But first up, the way we kind of do our comic book ones is, just in case you missed the previous series, we have our incantation number one, previously on Doctor Strange. For the eagle-eyed amongst you, you will have noticed on the front cover of this issue, the legacy number for this is Doctor Strange number 391, and our last issue that we covered was Doctor Strange 389. So we have skipped one issue of the coverage, which was Danny Kate's final issue, known as A Strange Way to Go, the finale of his Doctor Strange arc. And it was pretty strange. It was great fun,
0: though. It was really strange. Uh, It involved Spider-Man, it involved Bats the Dog, uh, and Zelma, Mm -hmm. as well as just a little bit of crazy trippiness between uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I believe Spider-Man... Was talking with other spiders.
1: Yes, he used the magic of Doctor Strange to talk to a spider in a little crossover with Danny Cates, uh using the wonderful artwork of Chip Zdarsky, who uh, is a great, great artist as well. So a lot of a fun little center page spread. Highly recommend you going it and picking up that one just to see what someone who has had the shackles taken off them working with Doctor Strange does. It's really good fun.
0: Absolutely, and it, it was just a nice little fun. Uh, story in between his previous uh, run of Doctor Strange, Damnation and the tie-in comics and, and into then Mark Waid's uh, Sorcerer's Dream of the Galaxy. And with Damnation, Doctor Strange sold his soul to Mephisto. Uh, we had Las Vegas being controlled from the Hotel Damnation by Mephisto collecting his souls. And ultimately, a team of collected superhero individuals from Moon Knight through to Ghost Rider, Iron Fist, uh, as well as Man-Thing, all came together to help Doctor Strange escape his entanglement in the Hotel Damnation under the power of Mephisto. He used some pretty nasty tricks involving Clay, his former wife, his former lover, uh, to trap him in there. Uh, He also had managed to uh, damn the souls of the Avengers as well to fight against the Midnight Sons, the new Midnight Sons, this team assembled by the ever faithful Wong uh, as well as... Great stuff involving Bats the dog as well. But at the end of this run, we have Doctor Strange exhausted but returned to reality. Zelma, though, has left him. Bats is still with him. Mm-hmm. Wong is now back as a loyal ally of Doctor Strange, but no longer resides at the Sanctum Sanctorum at Bleecker Street. Zelma has
1: gone and Bats is still with him. So he's lost Selma. That's right, yeah, yeah. But he has got his Sanctum Sanctorum back. She has said, I'll see you in your dreams uh, kind of thing. So a little bit of a brush off from her. But we may see Selma back in the future. Just definitely not at the start of this Mark Wade run. We do see him opening back up the Sanctum Sanctorum on 177A Bleecker Street. Uh, it's now back under the management of Doctor Strange, and he gets his first good night's sleep in months after uh, going through all the trauma that was in the Damnation. Uh, just having some friends around him again, I think that's where, we, that's where we leave him. But John, do you want to tell us a little bit about Mark Wade's history with the character here? I think that's probably a good, good point to talk about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because um, Mark Wade did uh, a collective series of issues, uh, The Doctor is Out, it's mm. issues one to four uh, from 2009-2010. Mm-hmm. And there are parallels to The Doctor is Out with the current run that goes back to Damnation with Donny Cates, but also The Last Days of Magic by Jason Aaron in that in the Doctor is out. Doctor Strange has lost his magic. Mm. Magic has not gone from the universe like with Jason Allen. And in terms of with Donny Cates, magic is starting to return. But it's really focused around amulets and different objects. Right. Trying to get those different sources to bring magic back into the world after the empirical. But here we have Doctor Strange losing Uh, his magic and it's associated with the run uh, where brother voodoo takes over the mantle of sorcerer supreme oh very good it's a nice little novella really and and it's enhanced by knowing the wider story of brother voodoo Uh, i think some of the issues around it at the time was that it didn't add anything that much to it but in it we have um a girl called cassie who is a natural at magic and Doctor Strange teaching her uh, and being a mentor for her, very much like Zelma. So there are a few parallels here with the current run uh, from The Doctor Is Out. Uh, But I suspect um,
1: in space things will be very different. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of disconnected from pretty much everything that we've seen and we've talked about in the past. Uh, Should we get on to the actual storyline itself, John? Incantation number two, from triumph to tragedy, magic is disappearing from the universe. Yes, I mean, it's that link again, isn't it, here?
0: The issue opens up with Doctor Strange fighting... Zaxel, uh, an elder god, which is brand new for the Doctor Strange universe. This mm-hmm. has been created by Mark Wade, um, and you really think things have kind of moved on a lot from uh, Las Vegas from the yeah. Damnation yeah, yeah. Uh, run, and all of a sudden, what we find is that this is seven years ago, where Stephen Strange was this really assured Sorcerer Supreme. You know, he's yeah. using magic as the supreme controller of magic within this realm that he inhabits. You know, we see him using the Flames of the Faltine against Zaxel. Uh, So it's a really nice moment uh, opening up. And you do, until you reach... The page where it says seven years later, you realise that this was what used to happen. This was the triumph of Doctor Strange at the height of his powers, effectively.
1: And I have to say, he did feel really cocky here. He felt like that cocky Stephen Strange that we've seen in the past that hasn't gone through all the trials and tribulations that he's been put through over the years to prove the reason why he should be the Sorcerer Supreme. He just felt like he was the Sorcerer Supreme because, well, that's what he's supposed to be. You know, it's a nice little opening to see that side of him. And now, seven years later, we see a bit of a distraught, Doctor Strange, kind of wishing he had those days. We see that he loses the second sight from his eyes, the ability to see the magic in the universe or the evil things in other, other dimensions that he has available to him, which is a really interesting start to this book. As you say, there have been a number of times in the past where magic has disappeared or where magic users have stopped or where, where Stephen's lost his powers. It's one of those things that depower the hero quite often in, in comic books as a, a nice way to set them at a starting point in a storyline. But what you hear from Stephen is throughout this story that it's never completely gone from the universe in the past he's never had a moment where he can't tap into magic in some other way by using his magic this time he's become a civilian again yeah
0: it's it's really like it's not only that it, it's gone from the universe or you know that it, it's much more disparate around the universe but that it is going from him his ability his skill at using it has it has vanished and it seems really, really personal, certainly with the eyes going. I mean, it's a, it's a nice little touch where you just kind of get smoke coming out of the iris. Mm-hmm. Really nice touch in the artwork. And I think what sets it so nice is uh, from that opening display of arrogance and triumph against Axel is he's wandering around the Sanctum Santorum? on his own you know he's talking about the walls and sounds playing tricks with his mind it's really getting into him you know he's doubting himself and so on i think it's really nicely summed up with the quote that you know other creatures are beginning to sense that the sorcerer supreme is neither the former nor the latter you it's know a great line here. it's a really nice line this idea uh, it's the narrator here that's saying that you, you see all these kind of shadows on the walls but he has no idea he doesn't know whether it's past presence of, of um, different magic entities or he doesn't know whether he's just hearing things in this big creaky house on Bleaker Street. So yeah, yeah. It, it's a really nice moment and I think um, it really comes to a fabulous visual for me um, on page 12 of the electronic version of, of this comic actually. And I have to say it's a really nice bit of artwork from jesus uh saez and in that you see him hugging the cloak of levitation Mm -hmm. it's really great you know I, i just love this picture of him he's hugging it tightly because that's his comfort in yeah. a sense uh, and he feels like that's the only way he can hang on to any semblance of being the sorcerer supreme so yeah fantastic
1: yeah well importantly what we see earlier on in, early on in this story is that as we say it disappears from his eye first his left eye first his right eye next then it disappears from his body and then magic starts to disappear from everything around him all of the tools that he used to use the cloak of levitation has lost its power of levitation. We see the Ayo Ag- loses its power. Then we see the Sanctum Sanctorum losing all of its magic as well. And we see a skip of a month. We see a month that go by when he is no longer living in the magical world that he's been inhabiting for these At least seven years, according to the flashback, I suppose, at the beginning of the book, he's been at least there seven years. But we have this moment where we have Doctor Strange, a person who has been justifying himself to all the other heroes who are going, we got superpowers, what have you got? And he's going, well, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme, might protect the world using magics. And now he can't use them. Now magic has been taken from the entire world and he's having to deal with that. That's quite a huge step. For Stephen Strange, it's quite different from what we've seen in the past. It's not just losing his powers and having to give over the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme to somebody else. There's nobody else because there's no magic.
0: Yeah. So it really shows the lasting consequences of the last days of magic for Stephen Strange. Um, having magic taken out of the universe. You know, he he slowly built up his arsenal of magic again through different objects really using their power to allow him to cast spells. Mm -hmm. And now, again, it's beginning to fail here. So it's really, really interesting because moving on to our incantation number three, who does he go to? He goes to Tony Stark for help. Now, there are questions as to the parallels between these two characters, you know? Not only in terms of the old moustache, but in terms of their their own uh, behavior and and, and arrogance, mustache bros, mustache bros for certainty. Oh, yeah. um, but certainly, they they do um, hold certain traits uh, around their personality that that could be pretty off putting. But and it's probably the reason why they do kind of clash with one another is that the quite similar in yeah. some respects.
1: Oh, their arrogance is, is legendary throughout the Marvel Universe. It's, it's made it all the way into the movies now, seeing the two of them on screen together, being yeah, completely brilliant. arrogant to each other in, in uh, Infinity War. It's totally there in the comics. I love the first thing that Doctor Strange basically says to Tony is an insult. He's coming to him for help because... Tony's hit rock bottom before and he's going, so what do you do when you hit rock bottom? It just comes across as this really ignorant, horrible thing to say to Tony. He does help him out, of course, because it's Tony. They have got a relationship where they help each other. But once again, this is something that works really well with those two characters, this man of science and this man of magic. You know, they don't tend to work very well together. They have very different beliefs in how the world works, but Tony's seen so much in his life. He can't deny that magic exists. And, Strange knows that if there is no magic there, the closest thing that approximates that in the Marvel Universe is science, because science in the Marvel Universe does things that magic can only do.
0: Yeah, and he was a medical doctor as well, and I think that's kind of an yeah. interesting uh, path here for, for Mark Waze. You know, he really has set up Doctor Strange here as not really liking the engineering and technology aspect that Tony proposes to him here and i think it's a really nice proposal you know dr strange was a man of science and he learned to see beyond that with the magic and as you say tony stark has seen enough magic but is a deep rooted scientist and so they they come at it from different ways in a sense mm-hmm. but here tony suggests that maybe because dr strange can no longer move between other dimensions effectively using his magic to find magic that he should go out into space to find magic and answers in this universe in this galaxy instead of different dimensions
1: and different realms yes yes or other galaxies possibly is or the, other is galaxies the yeah it's to get out of the local universe get out of the milky way and perhaps you might find what you're looking for yeah if you have magic on earth you're probably going to have it somewhere else it's a really logical thought from tony which i which i like i think it's a a nice touch which kind of directly leads us on to where we're going to spend the most of our time for the rest of these issues incantation number four strange goes to space the sorcerer supreme of the galaxy strange goes to space or strange is lost in space Mm -hmm.
0: and i i love the fact that tony has offered him a spaceship here and the first thing he says is it's like driving a car and of course, Doctor Strange hates driving a lot. And again, Understandable. <laughs> you know, moving back to the fact that he doesn't like this detachment um, from the galaxy, this engineering and technology solution that, that Tony Stark has offered. But in a sense, he accepts his predicaments. Uh, Tony has made that argument. And so we see him hurtling through space. Luckily, Tony Stark has been developing a intergalactic hyperdrive of some description. Of course. Um, so he has to do we, something with his weekend. We see him going through space. <laughs> but again, the the parallels to his car accident. He um, is hit by a meteorite and crash lands on an uncharted planet that seemingly has no magic yeah. or the inhabitants have no concept of magic uh, as one of the creatures on the planet says what is magic uh, and he becomes stranded here on pardon the pun a strange planet uh, <laughs> locked up all alone by the inhabitants of this strange world and, and i love the, the the final two panels for me really really good because mm. It was captured so well as well by the, the the artwork. But he says, with no hope of escape, he struggled not to weep. I think I love that desperation that was embodied with the words and with the artwork uh, here. The desperation of Strange. You know, he is experiencing his mortal form. And it's not just simply the humdrum like we see at the start of the comic book where I think he's walking in the park and he's realizing that all magic has gone he really is no different from the lady who sat on the park bench but here he is experiencing his mortal form where he has no way of getting off the planet now he's been locked up and he's alone he can't travel through time space or other realms, other dimensions. He is uh, here on Terra Firma, on on this unusual planet, in this cell. And I really liked that. I thought it was quite... Melancholic. It was very down. But yeah. I thought it was a really nice way of doing it. And I think captured very well uh, with the artwork.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with like, what's worse than being on your home planet without magic and being lonely and have nobody to talk to. Well, being on, a, on a, an alien planet after crash landing, the only way that you had to get off that planet and being stuck on your own in a prison. Uh, with no way off, yeah, pretty much the lowest you can possibly go. You thought you were having a bad day beforehand, Stephen, and then you got involved with Tony and got sent off into space. Uh, yeah, a pretty big dinner for the end of our first episode of, uh, of Mark Wade's run. Yeah, really is. But very exciting, though. I think I'm excited to see where Mark Wade's going to go, because obviously you can't have, you know, six more issues of Stephen stuck in a prison. There's going to be some way he's going to get ahead of this. <laughs> um, but it is really intriguing to see, strange in a completely different situation than oh, he's been yeah. in before he mentions himself he's been to space before we've seen him in previous books like the infinity war books we've seen him in space before but he doesn't like it he doesn't go there often he likes different realms and different dimensions much more than he likes going out into the vastness of space as he says so uh, really intriguing premise to start us off
0: yeah absolutely I, th- I think this is really intriguing to see doctor strange in space without his powers he has to do things in a different way. He has to think about things differently. I'm really looking forward to that, um, for sure. And, and, I mean, I think moving on to incantation number five, the other thing I'm looking forward to is the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, briefly mentioned it before, two parts of the artwork here that I really, really enjoyed. One was on page 12 of the comic where, uh, as I say, Doctor Strange is hugging the Cloak of Levitation. And it's just so nice. You have these long panels down the full length of the page. And as you move from left to right, the, the artwork pans out so he gets smaller and looks more isolated. But the panels get smaller and are enveloped by sort of a black background. And it right. really gives that sense of him uh, alone in Bleecker Street, Um hanging on to his comforter the cloak of levitation and mm-hmm. and i think it really kind of connects nicely to seeing him at the end in the prison cell as well yeah. um all alone but this time without his cloak of levitation to give him some kind of comfort or at least bring him close to his former magical self that he remembers so i thought that was really really fantastic uh, artwork there
1: yeah i'd agree i'd have to highly compliment jesus says for some of the artwork in the book there's some really great touches as well just having all of those pieces as you mentioned john having the big fight at the beginning which is him sewing up the fabric of reality at the beginning that's a really interesting stuff having the space stuff towards the end is really interesting but also him dealing with the mundanity of life when you don't have magic in the world yeah there's some great sepia toned pages early on in the in the book when he's walking past the woman on the uh, on the bench in the park That's really interesting to see because it really does give you that dour feeling of what life would be like if Doctor Strange loses all his powers. He can't go back to being a surgeon either because his hands don't work uh, anymore. So that's quite interesting to see the world devoid of magic because that's what they're trying to set up in here as to the motivator for uh, for steven to go out into space and try and find some magic relics but yeah overall really good uh, opening issue i think
0: yeah love that sewing up of the fabric of reality as well i am um, i mean it's both literal and lovely in, in what it does mm-hmm. over the the page uh, you know him trying and succeeding in keeping zaxel's hordes out of Earth. The defender of Earth, you know, from the magical and mystical threats. So really, mm-hmm. really good um artwork.
1: And using his surgical abilities with a bit of magic as
0: well. Exactly, quite, yeah. Quite. So it's a nice image,
1: definitely. Yeah. Okay, I think that's the end of our incantations for the first issue of Doctor Strange. We'll definitely be talking about more of Doctor Strange. Overall, John, I'll hand it over to you. What did you think of this issue of Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme of Space? Do you defend it?
0: I do defend this issue of Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy, Part One. I, I, I really, um, I think it's that I'm intrigued to see where it goes. You know, the mm-hmm. the, the this first issue um, is a, is pretty simple in its story. It shows what used to be the desperation that he goes to on Earth, and then him going out into space at the suggestion of of Tony Stark. I mm-hmm. mean, that's it in a nutshell. But it brings an great amount of emotion it brings a great amount of contrast into this you know from the doctor strange uh, as the arrogant cocky sorcerer supreme he knows the extent of his powers and he doesn't feel threatened to someone by the end of this comic book uh trying to hold back the tears in a prison cell in a distant planet in another galaxy Mm -hmm. really really enjoyed that um i think some of that desperation brought in both on Earth in Bleecker Street as well as back in the cell. Again, really, really good. And I like the nods to the Doctor Strange lore, you know, the, the stitching up of reality back to his medical beginnings and to him actually keeping mystical and magical threats from Earth. It's a, It's a nice introduction to this run. And ultimately... It's Doctor Strange in space. Yeah. Um, he doesn't go to space very often in the traditional sense of the word. Uh, he goes to other realms or other dimensions, or he bends and, and warps time and space, uh, and he uses many different magical incantations. Uh, this is him without that, you know, stripped back, if you will. Yeah. And I'm really intrigued to see how Doctor Strange gets on in space with a spacecraft given to him by his moustache bro. <laughs> and so I give this issue of Doctor Strange three spaceships out of
1: five. Spaceships? Oh, Aw, that's, that's cute, Space rockets. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to continuing on with this series. We'll be back with our next review, issue two of this run of Doctor Strange, uh, next week and then once a week up until we've caught up With the Courage Run. Uh, So make sure you're reading the comic books uh, along with us. Yes, cannot wait to see what issue two has in store for us. And if you want to let us know your thoughts about Doctor Strange, any of the comic books at all, just email us at feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com and just mark it Doctor Strange so we know we're going to talk about it on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, fellow Defenders. Uh, Really looking forward to getting back to some more comic books.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, fellow Defenders, for joining us on this inaugural launch of Strange Tales on Defenders TV Podcast. And if I don't get caught up in the vastness of space, uh, then we will speak with you again next time. Bye.